Thank you for joining Analytics Today, a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics, digital marketing, and the latest trends in the digital world. I am Jeremy Roberts, your co-host, and with me is my co-host, Samir Khan. Hey, Samir. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Great. Yeah. It's a new year. It is a new year. It's 2016. It's uh, a lot of things are changing in the marketing world. A lot. A lot. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's a unique year. It's one of those to where obviously, okay. Let me start by saying, every year it seems like when 2015 happens or 2016 happens, we're saying this is a big year. I really do think 2016 is going to be one of those big years for marketing and marketing technologies. That's great. Let's let's talk about that then. Yeah, sure. So, um, so today's topic we're it's called how to hack the digital marketing technology stack. Um, and this is a topic that I think is kind of near and dear to both Samir and I. It's, it's kind of how we've evolved as digital marketers and, uh, you know, marketing analysts over the past few years. And it's something that, you know, actually we were talking about this a while ago, Samir, you and I could probably talk on this thing for hours. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an absolute passion. It's something that we geek out over. If you ever see us out at a conference and you start talking about digital marketing technology and the whole stack, watch out, you know, have some snacks in your hand, have a drink in your hand because we'll probably be there for a while talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. It's sad. It's true. Yeah. Because if you look at it, uh, you know, uh, from experience as well, it's not just about marketing. It's not just about analytics. It's also about the underlying technology that has kind of reshaped the the marketing world and the analytics world. Absolutely. And and if you think about it, you know, if you read the Chief Martech blog with Scott Brinker, great blog, great guy. If you haven't connected with him professionally, both Samir and I highly recommend it. Um, really talking about the state of the marketing technology. You know, marketing is it's it's really all about technology. And, you know, a recent study done by the Chief Martech blog reports that ninety-eight percent there's ninety-eight percent growth in marketing technology, and now we have close to almost 2,000 marketing technology solutions in the market. And they're telling me to realize you can't function without technology. I mean, it's really evolved over the past decade. Absolutely. It's reshaped. I mean, talk about like 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was not even a search engine in place to perform search and identify the products or services that you're looking for. And uh, you know, fast forward 20 years from there, and then there was not even a proper analytics mechanism no. that people can track the behavior and uh, map that out and rationalize the business results and marketing ROI. It was all done uh, through anecdotal data sets. And, and you know it, you know, the media buys, how they were done and oh, yeah. billboards and all those things. So we have come a long, long way. Uh, on what marketing technology can do for us and what marketing technology will do for us uh, in the next few years. It's going to be very, very exciting stuff. Uh, you know, before we were not able to see how conversion can be driven from a specific action that marketing performs. Now yeah. we're getting to the point like, hey, we're not only worried about the conversion driven by one action, but what about the multiple action that drove the conversion? And there are technologies to help us with that. You know, and there's technology that can help us map uh, the individual people or persons who are coming to your website or digital properties and converting. Uh, there's technology that can help us consolidate all the data sets into one yep. data so you can have a view of that underlying customer 
you know, everything is driven uh, by marketing technology. So it becomes absolutely crucial for us to have a discussion about it in this podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's going to be very, very critical for those in the marketing and analytics field to pay attention and start to, you know, taking their skills to the next level, next, you know, a notch up from where they are. It's not just about learning how marketing functions. It's also about learning how marketing technology functions and how you can take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's do this. Let's paint a visual picture. Let's bring back some old memories for some marketers about this is Samir and I back between, let's say, 2005 to 2008, right? Seven to ten years ago. So back in the day, you know, Samir and I were sitting there. We're working on different marketing programs. And, you know, we're out there doing ton of print ad purchases. We're doing media dis- media buys on display ads. Um, you know, some really basic search stuff and, you know, email marketing and so on. And I remember when we were doing our email marketing programs, it was really – People-centric, meaning it, it took a lot of human resources, people resources to actually get a lot of things done. You know, nothing was really automated. Nothing, you know, nothing was really specific to a customer. It was more like kind of like a, that old terminology called spray and pray. You know, Let, let's go out there and just do a whole bunch of things, very basic, very t- manual, time-consuming, and, and let's see what came in. But the, the beauty of it all was that, we were reliant on such terrible metrics. And when I say terrible metrics for email, all we cared about was open rate and click through rate. Those were the big things for email. I mean, imagine that today that you're sitting there and all you're worried about within your email campaigns and you're measuring your success by only the open rate and only the click through rate, but not what time they clicked on that, where they clicked on it, where did they go, did they go to the website, was there a conversion on the website, and so on, because you couldn't really track all that stuff. It was difficult to track. And oh, you didn't, know who, you yeah, didn't know, even know who it was from. And so it was just so it was just so basic back in the day. And I remember all of our data metrics, you know, we'd sit there, go into meetings and and we'd have these analytics reports and it was just something as simple as, you know, here's how on a basic level, here's how all my channels are performing. But it took so many resources, so many people to do all those things. I mean, you remember that stuff. Yeah, and accountability was also fairly sparse in back those days, you know, when we didn't have any technology to hold a particular department or a group accountable in terms of the business they drive. Uh, and, and it's funny that you were saying that because I was thinking about it, you know, so before marketing was all about relationship between people. Now it's all about relationship between people and technology. Yes. So that is a you know kind of a huge shift in the thought process and in the way marketing operates. Uh, it, it, it was more like a sales-driven activity where you're talking to people, you're talking to vendors, you're talking to your customers in a different avenue. But now your technology is actually doing the job for you and your responsibility as a marketer is to make sure that the technology does the job the right way. So it gets fired and you hire new technology. Yeah. So if you think about it, another terminology or another way I think about it is it it was more about the ability of that marketer to build a relationship not only with their customers but with other marketers. And it was all about building those relationships, making sure that you could be – you had to be a good people person. You had to be 
nice and friendly and be able to build these relationships and so on. As you're saying now, building the relationship with the technology, the irony of it, of it all is the marketer has to build this unique and working relationship with technology to be able to understand how it works mm-hmm. and to get the most out of it. But it's that almost seems like, well, if you're going to be doing that, it's really unpersonalized and it's so generic and cold because you're, as a marketer, you're building these relationships with, with the technology. Well, the irony of it is you're actually becoming more aware of the individual customer that you're going after. Absolutely. Rather than Very just well a, a yep. segmented buyer persona, you're actually going after the individual customer because you could have within a buyer persona 10 different customers that act completely different within that buyer persona. Yeah, and it's also needs-based, right? My need could be completely different than your yep. need even though we're ending up buying the same product. And we kind of touched that a lot in the journey when we're talking about journey analytics and you know predictions for 20. Yep. Uh, 15 in the last podcast so for listeners if you want to follow on those conversations please go back to listen to our seven predictions for 2015 on 2016 actually 2016 yeah, yeah. thank you yeah <laughs> i'm still in the last year <laughs> great so so let's let's carry on with the conversation um so you know the second part of the conversation it's you know why is the marketing technology stack uh, becoming more and more important So for me, the marketing stack is important because when you think about it, as you start to procure and really lay out the foundation of all your different marketing technologies, you have this massive growth of data. It's all about data. You could be, it's almost like um, paralysis analysis. You can really get inundated with so much data that you won't know what to do with it. That you got to have the tools to be able to, to take in that data, absorb it, comprehend it and push out something that's an actionable insight you know you see a massive increase in mobile and digital device usage and also the data from that but then also the growth in SaaS services and digital delivery but the beauty of it all is that and here's this you know there's a science and there's an art the science is getting the right technologies that work for you within that stack the art of it is where within that stack do you use the different technologies and where you can't, there's no such thing as a single technology within the stack that's a one size fits all that does everything for you. It's knowing which ones no, work yeah, together. Not at all. Even though the vendors will position it. Oh my way. gosh! It's it, and, and you know what? I'm going to be and blunt we have here. Work for I'm going to be so. totally blunt here. It's like it's total total crap. You know when they come to you and they're like, "We have this tool that can do everything for you." Come on, it 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 doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. You know. There's there's a point at where your product works and where it doesn't work and you have this giant hole and all of a sudden you're having to go and I remember doing this even two years ago, having to go and open up three to four different technologies into their each of their own analytics um, parts of, of the technology, logging in and going to each of the analytics section and trying to say, wow, this one told me this performs like this with this data and then pulling up another one. Why do you think I have two or three screens at my desk at all times? Yeah. So I can open up each one and try to figure out what's going on. And, and that's where, you know, kind of where we want to talk more and more about the marketing technology stack. And not only that, but also how these technologies interplay and integrate with each other. That word integrate and, you know, interplay of these marketing technology is becoming more and more important. Yep. Uh, as people start to use this technology because the biggest frustrations marketers has, and, you know, one of the data study that we did 
uh, uh, at IBM that identified that on an average, an organization, a marketing organization uses more than 20 to 30 different technologies at the same time. So imagine Absolutely. like, you know, having 20, 30 dashboards cool. and data that you're collecting from it. I've done that. It's, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not, oh, funny. yeah. Not oh, oh my gosh. So, so he, here's the, let me paint a quick picture scenario here. You're a marketer, right? It's today, let's say today's Monday. So you walk into the office 9 a.m. and the first thing that happens is your business analyst or somebody from your team, let's say you run a demand gen team, right? They walk up to you and say, uh oh, sales are down big time. Something's going on. So the first thing you do is take that little, you know, nugget of information, walk over to your management's office. It's like what, 9.05 a.m. And then all of a sudden you say, sales are down. Something needs, something needs to be figured out. So what does the management do? And they start saying, okay, um, we have an issue here. Let's go and figure it out. So what's the first thing everybody do? Everybody goes to their marketing technologies and they're all dispersed in different rooms using different technologies and they're all running their own reports, right? An hour or two later, they all come back with, I don't know, 20 different reports. And everybody's sitting there trying to compare the reports to see where everything's going. There's no communication between each one. And then after that, you go and you try to, you know, identify where are my bottlenecks? Where are my issues? And you try to see how one technology affects the KPIs for another technology. And you spend an entire day on this. It's just absolutely terrible. And and not to forget uh, the, cycle of meetings that follows with it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Your calendar quickly starts populating and exploding. Yeah, so basically what you had uh, planned to accomplish that day has been pushed out a whole week because your whole week now is dedicated to interpreting data from multiple technologies within your own make-believe marketing stack. You know, it just doesn't work anymore. Not at all. And so, so with that, let's talk about the marketing technology stack and what are the different components of that stack. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so first things first. You know, the the foundation of the modern marketing, if you may want to call that, is the infrastructure, which is the digital infrastructure or, or the web or the mobile infrastructure. Uh, so. That is the critical and most important piece, more like a foundation of the house when you're you know, building a house or yep. uh, building a building. You got to have that base infrastructure in there, which, en- which entails a lot of different technology pieces, which is you know, scalable server, uh, security and firewall, your content management platform, your content delivery network, CDN platform, digital asset management. So there are lots of different ingredients of that web infrastructure pieces that you have to put together. It's not like you go and buy a whole lot of marketing and analytics technology, but you don't have your base infrastructure in place. You're going to end up in problems. It, you know, it's, it's funny. And, and I remember you and I come from the cloud world, you know, and cloud uh, and hosting world. And it's one of those things to where I, I don't know why it's so easy for companies just to oversee. If you're stuck with a legacy you know, um, web infrastructure and you don't have servers at scale, you have single servers with a firewall sitting in some back room of your office and you're not ready for growth. That's a huge problem. That is an absolute huge problem because how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to increase your traffic? How do you expect to scale for the peak seasons? 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's no possible way, you know, so that's, so when marketers are thinking about like, hey, now we got to go invest in marketing technology and we got to make investment in the marketing technology stack. The most fundamental of that is the in digital infrastructure, the web infrastructure. Uh, you got to check box on that first. You got to check box on all the components that entails the web infrastructure before we start moving on to the different, um, you know, the layers of the stack. So, so let me caveat that by saying, Marketers, don't go out there and start freaking out because you have to learn about um, servers and, and firewalls and CDN and CMSs and you have to learn about how um, you know, all that works and hybrid solutions. You know, that's not your job. It's the job of IT. IT is going to be – IT is going to be the one who's going to end up procuring this stuff. Yeah, or, or the web development team, right? Great. So the next piece of the marketing technology stack is digital analytics and data management technologies. And again, this this is also a pretty uh, a sizable chunk of what you're going to be doing from a marketing and analytics standpoint. Digital analytics allows you to capture the interaction of your visitors and users across all different uh, digital properties that you own uh, and put that and consolidate that with your web and mobile piece that you own. And then digital data management technologies are the technologies that sit on top of it. So if you're running, uh, you know, advertisement or if you're driving data from your Salesforce uh, and other tools, uh, data capturing from your operational sources, all of that needs to be consolidated with your digital analytics platform so you can have end-to-end view of your audience. So that's where the data management technologies comes in, and that sits right on top of your web and mobile infrastructure. Absolutely. After that, um, I think the next one is uh, UX or user experience. So this is all around, you know, the experience that, you know, your customer has when they come into your site, really being able to have those tools that personalize the experience, being able to look at user replay and also any type of feedback systems. You know, when you think about it, there was another study that, that IBM did that talked about how, uh, you remember that study, Samir, right? You know, how there, there's a, a percentage of companies out there um, that feel that they can control or they, they have a great customer experience. And they turn around and they ask the same customers that question, and they found out that customers weren't in agreement with it. You know, they think that most companies out there fail to really understand their needs and their experience is terrible. And, and experience is also there's another data point on that when we were looking at it. So customer experience is going to become the number one thing where 80 percent of the company is going to focus on to drive revenue by 2020. So it's a huge part of your overall digital delivery and revenue creation is the customer experience. And more importantly, you know, like we're talking about, like, you know, there are multiple technologies that touches the customer experience. So not getting to the detail, but there are technologies that can help you replay that entire customer experience the you know, customers has on your digital properties, feedback systems and loops, personalizations that you can do on top of what your customers are already doing to personalize their journey. Let's say if they're coming from a different geo uh, or they're coming from a completely different uh, market segment that you're trying to target. Absolutely. The next stack, uh, which is uh, which is a part of the marketing technology stack, is marketing execution stack. And there are multiple uh, components of the marketing execution stack. So you have your marketing automation stack, but Jeremy was talking about the emails earlier. I mean, now the email is becoming 
a much more complex marketing tool. And you know, there are lots of uh, businesses that have become a multi-billion-dollar businesses just by using email technology and marketing automation. Uh, then you have a programmatic ad buying and ad server. So if you want to collect all the data from your digital analytics, your experience systems, your web infrastructure, and then market to this audience programmatically, you have to have a, a robust ad buying and marketing uh, targeting engine. And then you have your bid management system uh, and finally your social media stack. So all of that is a part of your marketing execution stack, which sits right after your uh, user experience stack. Yep. Anything you want to call out on the marketing execution that you can think of? Uh, I think the one thing that stands out for me before anything about the execution is I, I think the average marketer that's listening to this might be kind of freaking out a little bit. And you're thinking, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, Samir and Jeremy are sitting there in their podcast trying to tell you that one, you now need to advance your understanding and learning about digital marketing and the new marketing technology stack. So you need to learn about web infrastructure. Now you need to go and master digital analytics and data management technologies. Now you have to go and understand, you know, user experience, personalization, replay, and feedback systems. Now we're talking about marketing execution with automation stacks, media buys, bid management, social media stack. It seems a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, and the the whole point here is, you know, as you take more and more leadership role in the marketing teams, yep. uh, you hire the right people, the people exactly. who are already, yeah, the people exactly. who are already experienced in these areas. So you start to build uh, that stack not by yourself, but hiring the right people who have been doing that for quite some time. Exactly. So when it comes to this, I mean, don't freak out. You know, the automation stack really is just a lot of it is really getting the right tool. There's great tools out there from Marketo and Eloqua down to Silverpop mm -hmm. um, at IBM, which is actually now called Marketing Cloud. Um, those are great tools that allow you to be able to not spend your days and time just doing all that stuff. You know, programmatic media buys and ad servers, things like, you know, the media maths of the world, um, bid management, and also the social media stack. You know, being able to go out there and get the right tools that'll be able to do all of these automated things for you. You know, and it, it, I know we have one more to talk about, but I, I just want to make sure people aren't out there and sitting there thinking, wow, these guys are scaring me a little bit with all these things that I need to know. Don't worry. Yeah, be bold. Be bold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so touching on the last one uh, to close the loop on the marketing technology stack is predictive analytics. Yes. Uh, and, now, with all this data coming in from all different directions, uh, predictive analysis is becoming a core component of the marketing analytics division. And there's a reason behind that. Um, before, when you had a limited size of data, you could have done your typical lead scoring analysis, you know, your typical marketing automation tool does for you, which is behavioral lead scoring based on if you clicked or if you performed certain actions, then you score X, Y, Z, and yep. then you move down the... Uh, the nurture funnel versus now because there is so much data coming on from different angles and plus it's opening up new data fields. So there are customers that you're currently not even looking at. They're sitting and buying from your competition. You want to look at that data. You want to get that data into consideration as well. What does this customer looks like that you want to go target? How do you modify your existing pipeline or your existing scoring models with the help of that external data? 
and their social media data. How do you take that data into consideration, the actions that people are performing on social media networks? Uh, your customer data, what are the cu- actions that customers are doing inside of your infrastructure, your control panels and UIs and uh, you know your portals? Uh, all of that data has a huge uh, kind of a implementation of that data has a huge impact on your overall performance uh, and the leads that you generate. So it's very, very important for marketers to start thinking if you're not already thinking in the direction of uh, having tools such as SPSS or SAS or lead scoring uh, predictive analytics tools uh, that are out there. Definitely, we don't want to name. There are a lot of different. We're not you know, we're not advertising anything, mm-hmm. but that's a critical component of your marketing technology stack. So to sum it up, you have your web infrastructure, yep. digital analytics and data management technologies, customer and user experience, marketing execution, and predictive analytics. Exactly. And, and you know what? It doesn't hurt to hire consultants. You know, find professionals out in, out in the marketplace and, you know, out in your field and industry that, that know about this stuff and, you know, start talking to them about their best practices. Yeah, and marketing technologists and, you know, the marketing technologist leadership is becoming a new path in the marketing world uh, where lots of companies are already paying attention. They're hiring these people who have the ability to orchestrate the marketing technology uh, for that organization. So, you know, pay attention. Like if you are still thinking this is a lot, you probably are – thinking right if we're thinking of hiring a person who can map out a plan for your entire organization. It could be a consultant or it could be a person that you hire and run your marketing technology department. So we put together top five marketing technology hacks. Yeah, we want to do justice to this podcast. So um, yes. you know, we, it's not like we have a specific title to attract a lot of people. We really wanted to provide some media information on what does what are the different hacks that we can perform with the marketing technology to make our lives easier as marketers. So what we have done is uh, we have come up with a list of top five marketing technology hacks. Uh, and, you know, and we can start talking about it. So the first one we have here is supercharging lead scoring model. Yep. So I kind of touched this in the predictive analytics of marketing technology stack where I was talking about pairing different types of data sources to modify your lead scoring model. So today... If you're just relying on the Marketos of the world or the Silver Poppers of the world, they have their own lead score in order to help you get in better leads in the organization. And that lead score is primarily based on behavioral data, which is if someone downloaded an X amount of documents, if someone watched a video, or if someone went to an XYZ portion of your website. Mm-hmm. That's all behavior data. But there are vendors in the market that actually take that behavioral data and top it on with the data sources that I mentioned earlier, which is your social media data, your customers' external data, the demographic data, yep. uh, your your CRM data, and map that out and create a model that is much more powerful, scores that are much more powerful to put you in a position that when you generate leads, you, you drive better and better leads to your salespeople so you can have better opportunity to drive revenue. And so, And here's the thing about this. It'll take time to get it right. It's a matter of testing. You know, it's a matter of getting the right scoring. I, I remember having to build out my own lead scoring at an old job. And, you know, every few months we had to revisit it. 
Every few months we had to change Absolutely. it up a little bit because it all depends on the seasonality. It depends on who you're targeting. It even depends on how much money you're spending. I mean, if you look at your marketing mix modeling and, and your, your pie chart of how much money you're spending on your different channels, as you slowly adjust that spend, you're going to have to adjust your lead scoring because you're going to have traffic coming in from sources or not now coming in from sources because of how you're spending. So everything needs to be maintained properly. So when you build, don't just build and run away. Keep on looking at it. Keep, keep on, on optimizing it. Keep Absolutely. on optimizing it. That's a great, great point. I'm not saying every day, but, but find something that's realistic for you. True. Uh, so the second marketing technology hack is instead of waiting for your IT departments or instead of spending gazillion amount of dollars in building the marketing data warehouse, find technologies that can help you do quick integration of data. Exactly. And there are lots of technologies in the market. And, and Jeremy, you can talk to one of the technologies that you're actually leading yep. on the IBM side. But there are lots of technologies in the market that allow you to be scrappier and integrate multiple different pieces of marketing and then be very, very targeted in ad buys and retargeting to your customers. You know, there are things like LiveRamp and uh, Segment Bluconic and Universal Behavior Exchange from IBM. Yeah, and I think really the the... The whole reasoning behind this is if you think about it, you know, here are some typical channels that people use. Search, email, display, mobile, social, and web. Right? Those. Search, email, display, mobile, social, web. How do you connect the data from each one of those to really integrate your marketing data to really identify truly what your customer's experience is and what their journey is? And how to better target them. And how to better target them because the last thing you want to do is is procure all these new tools and all of a sudden you go do run an analysis and you realize that you know your ROI just kind of you know fell off the face of the earth and now you have to go back and and justify your spend because your ROI is down you're spending more money because you have these new technologies but you're not using the data properly you have this infinite amount of data but you're not using them to make better decisions so definitely this is a big thing for me this is something I'm definitely passionate about Try to find an uh, integrated marketing data tool that allows you to be able to, to take that complex customer interest data and, and identify who your customers are and what they're doing within a realistic time frame. Great. Moving on to the third one. So today, again, we were talking about Excel and you know relying on uh, rogue data sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instead of doing that, instead of relying heavily on Excel, you got to think about uh, simple technologies such as Visible, Tableau, you know, new data visualization technology that allows you to pull in all of the data from different sources and present a completely different view uh, that you were not able to present just by using Excel or just Pretty by big. using Access. Uh, so that is another way to amplify your presentations, amplify the message and insights that you're trying to communicate is using technology that allows you to integrate multiple data sources and to present that data in a new visual way. So here's an example of how in a previous job I used Tableau. I remember working with our email marketing team and we talked about, you know, as we started to onboard customers, we wanted to build out a messaging program to go after them and get them to buy again. So we quickly went to our business intelligence team and pulled up Tableau and immediately Tableau told us, the people that buy this tend to buy this product next within this period of time. 
And so the answer is right there. I mean, it was easily pulled up for us in Tableau. We knew that if they bought this product, so we went out and segmented every purchase of people or every every person that purchased this product, and we built out a campaign to go out and retarget to them about this next product. And we knew that they would buy it based on what Tableau told us. And it was as simple as that rather than going through and you know running SQL queries and so on on Excel. That just takes too long. Tableau and, and both visible, the great tools. Fantastic. Yeah, and I would agree. I think I think one of the things that these visualization tools do is make it so easier to present to the key stakeholders and the decision makers. So so let's say if we're trying to build a case for uh, you know developing a specific projects and you don't have uh, enough data to communicate, but then you get to a point where you're using these tools and you are building charts that can easily communicate the value. It just changes the game completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Number four. Uh, so lead capturing is one of the challenges on the website. You know, if you're using uh, marketing automation technologies to lead nurture, uh, there's a, there's definitely a place where you want to drive more and more leads in your marketing pipeline. So how do you do that uh, on steroids, on a small budget? Now, there are lots of different technologies in the market today that are very, very cost-effective and very powerful and very programmatic in terms of how you can drive people and capture leads data. So there is a technology that we use on our blogs, Drive Leads, which has been, you know, very, and I'm going to share some of the data from it. We have seen uh, conversion improvements in terms of tens of digits just because the way we were capturing lead before and the way Thrive Leads help us effectively capture that. There's Hello Bar. I don't know if you guys have seen when you go to some of these blocks, they have a bar on the top of their website uh, that it is designed by Hello Bar. And not only that, it has programmatic capture mechanism when the lead box shows up, when the buyer enters a specific stage, uh, or when they're scrolling a page long enough to the point they're really interested in more content from your website. So those are the things that are capabilities that HelloBar can do. Sumo, get response, all these simple cost-effective technologies can improve your lead capture by 5x, 6x. And we have cases that are, that are like, you know, in 10x improvement in overall lead capture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last but not the least is uh, we all spend a lot of money on media buys. Uh, And, you know, a gazillion amount of dollars are spent on buying leads from different direction. And every single day we get pitched by different lead vendors trying to sell us leads. Now, how can we be more effective in buying these leads? Let's say if you're buying tens of thousands of leads every year, you don't want to spend tens of thousands of man hours trying to clean up the data and make sure these leads are good enough for your business to be used effectively and drive revenue. One of the quickest way is to have lead uh more like a lead cleaning technology and data cleansing technology. One that comes to my mind right now is Integrate. So what they do is they sit between these lead vendors and your web infrastructure. And what, whenever the leads are being purchased from a specific vendor, they have an existing relationship with those vendors. So then leads are sourced through Integrate, and they automatically do the cleanup and matching wherever needed for the missing data. And if you have a certain amount of leads that are missing values, you can... Uh, send it back to the lead vendor and get refund for it or at least get credit for it and buy new leads. So that way you can save a significant amount of uh, uh, spend, a marketing spend and budget by using uh, technology such as Integrate. And, you know, I have a pretty good use case. And last year we sp- saved hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, of our ad spend because we were able to quickly identify the bad leads and send them back uh, to get it fixed. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely great stuff. So let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up here. Um, basically, taking these top five hacks, you know, take your time, really understand what is the need for your company. What is your need? What are your company goals? You know, w- when you think about it, a lot of it comes down to you know what is your management. What are you trying to solve for in the upcoming year? And none of this is going to take you know one month to two months to do. Sometimes it takes three to six months or even longer to really build out the right marketing technology stack. But once you do that, you know th- this is a great podcast for you to come back and, and revisit some of the insights that Samir and I gave you. But I think it's important really to understand that and really start to to branch off and expand your knowledge into other components of marketing because, like we said. The marketer of five, ten years ago was very niche focused on their channel. Today's marketer, today's technology marketer really has the understanding of the various components of the technology stack from web infrastructure, really understanding analytics, user experience, execution, and predictive analytics, you know, really having to understand all these different things. And that's my advice to you. Branch out, try something new, try something different, but don't be scared. It's going to take time. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? Once you get this, you're going to look back and you say, this is absolutely the greatest uh, choice that I took as a marketer in my career to, to go down this path. Thank you again, Samir, and um, we'll see you guys in the air. Thank you.